I'm Chris Biddle and welcome to Inside AgriTurf, a series of podcasts in which I will be talking to those at the heart of the farm and grass machinery industry. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Inside AgriTurf. You know, for this series, I usually try and find a link between each episode so that it progresses seamlessly. Uh, Well, that's the theory. Two weeks ago, I featured autonomous or robotic farm machinery at work at the Hands-Free Farm Project based at Harper Adams University. And then last week, a feature on the growing market for robotic mowers in the garden. So where now if uh, we are to continue with the robotic theme? Why not someone who played the robotic character Crichton in the Red Dwarf TV series and the only actor to reprise his role in the US series? I refer to Robert Llewellyn, who these days is something of a champion for the electric vehicle market through his clean energy and electric vehicle website and broadcast channel, The Fully Charged Show. Last Sunday, August the 16th, Robert co-hosted an item on electric tractors for the BBC One Country File programme filmed on Adam Henson's farm, a near neighbour of his in Gloucestershire. And here, taken from a video filmed for the Fully Charged show, is Rob talking to Adam about the UK's first commercially available fully electric tractor. I mean, I'm just wondering what you think of this, because, you know, you've had a go in it now. Electric tractor, first of its kind in the country. Yeah, well, I have to say I'm impressed. Right. You know, I think on the farm, and in fact across the whole of British agriculture, we're now looking really carefully at what our impact on the environment is. You know, what's our carbon footprint? And we're not quite sure how good or bad we are. But the electric movement into cars, and now that movement into tractors, has got to be a good thing. Yeah. This is the first one I've ever seen performing really well, amazing, you know, driving a tractor around with no engine as yeah. such. Um, but of course it's tiny. What yeah. we need is scale. Our tractors are 250 horsepower, pulling great big cultivators and drills and plows. And so if we can scale this up for the right cost, yeah. then we're on to a winner. Yeah. As I said, that extract was taken for the special video film for the uh, Fully Charged show. Uh, the BBC Countryfile episode, which you will find on iPlayer, then went rather top gearish, with Robert and Adam staging a race between the electric tractor and the diesel equivalent on a concrete strip at the farm, then head-to-head flail mowing stubble in a field. Quite what these impromptu stunts prove is anybody's guess, but I guess TV producers seem to believe they are necessary to spice up an item on tractors. It did remind me of a time I was asked to participate in a BBC watchdog programme filmed in the grounds of Arundel Castle many years ago that purported to try and find the best lawnmowers when tested over a grass circuit laid out on the castle's cricket ground. Given that the mowers tested ranged from a small Flymo hover mower costing £50 through to a top-of-the-range Atco Royale cylinder mower costing well over £1,000, you can guess that both I and my fellow judge, it was Derek Warder of the Institute of Groundsmanship, could only be non-committal when asked to choose a Best Buy, much to the presenter's annoyance. However, I digress. The farm track electric tractor featured in Countryfile is marketed by Resync UK through their newly established agricultural division. 
Now, many of you will know that Resync are the Toro turf care distributor for the UK. Uh, so I asked Stephen Haynes, uh, the Resync's agricultural sales manager, whether the Country Farm Programme had indeed sparked much interest. Yeah, it's generated a lot of interest. Uh, in fact, uh, we were quite surprised how quickly that happened. I mean, the episode aired on BBC One at around 7.50, our particular clip. And I think we received our first inquiry by five past eight. That's pretty good. So, yeah, it was pretty quick. I hope it was somebody willing to part with 20 grand or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so just to make it clear, this is a first for the UK market, is it? Uh, there are no other commercially available electric trackers on the market at the moment. There is no, we are the first electric compact tractor in the marketplace. I believe there are concepts of agricultural products. In fact, there may even be one uh, agricultural tractor that is in limited supply, but you know, we are the first commercially uh, available one in any sort of numbers. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is an area that everybody's delving into and trying to find solutions to because a lot of issues aren't there about uh, weight and, and, and run time and goodness knows what. And if you're scaling that up to 250 horsepower tractors, then that is quite a challenge. It is indeed, yes. Um, so with this particular model, which is 20 horsepower, understand, uh, where, where do you see the application uh, really, Steve? Uh, so the, the horsepower actually is 25, the equivalent of 25. 25. I stand corrected. Um, we really sort of see this uh, for the sort of smallholder market, the large private estate, uh, also sort of municipalities for working around city centres, uh, particularly with emissions becoming so strict in those city centres. Um, I'll be honest with you, Chris, originally we, we thought it would be a reasonably limited market, but have been very surprised by the amount of applications that have you know come from uh the country file episode really um i think rob llewellyn suggested that there could be quite some interest from for use indoors particularly with growers fruit growers and and so on yeah it's something we've already had some experience of we've um we've had some sort of soft fruit growers uh you know under sort of greenhouse conditions that have contacted us uh, about the tractor. Um, one is the noise element or lack of noise, uh, but equally is the heat element uh, and of course exhaust fumes. So, you know, greenhouse is definitely a market, you know, we've, uh, we're targeting at the moment. Good. Um, and, and the cost of the tractor, d does that put people off at the moment? But if they've got a specific need for it, are they willing to pay that? Right? Because as I understand it, the tractor will retail at around 20,000. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So the the interest we've had, people are you know seem to be more than happy with the the price. Uh, a lot of operators are looking at the uh, service costs of the electric tractor versus diesel, and recognise the significant savings of running costs. So you know that against the initial outlay, you know, was quite favourable. And I think the point was made in the program and uh, that farmers are ideally placed to generate electricity, whether that be through solar power, uh, solar panels rather, or uh, from aerobic digesters or wind turbines. Yeah, uh, equally, we're finding it not only from a farming perspective, but um, from a private homeowner usage. There's a lot of uh, customers out there that you know, have solar panels on the roof of their houses, maybe have a few acres, 
And, you know, we've had interest from those type of guys where, you know, they want somewhere to physically put the electricity they generate and, you know, a compact tractor maybe just to uh, ride around a couple of acres mowing grass or towing a trailer is, is quite a good uh, opportunity. Yeah, um, I think also there, there, there was another point made about the, the cost of the battery, which um, was reckoned that maybe 10 years ago that would have cost many thousands of pounds. And now is it, it's roughly, what, £2,000 or that sort of region. Is, is that correct? It certainly, you know, battery technology is becoming cheaper and cheaper year on year. As more demand grows, it's you know, becoming more uh, cost effective. And I think really now we're getting into a point where it's becoming that cost effective where, you know, manufacturers now can seriously look at electrification as a concept to traditional diesel. Yeah. Yeah. And if you had to sum up the, the, the benefits that potential consumers or customers are interested in, would, would it, is it emissions or is it noise? Is it cost saving running? Where, where do you think, um, they believe that their uh, benefits would lie? I think it's very varied. Um, one thing that's been interesting uh, from the country file exposure we've had is uh, operate uh, noise exposure has definitely been something a lot of viewers have picked up on. And the fact that, you know, really there is not a lot of noise coming from an, an electric tractor. Uh, the biggest noise now is literally the implement on the back and what that's doing. Um, others are looking at it from a cost perspective, the actual running cost of a tractor per hour uh, and the fact they're not putting you know, pollutants into the atmosphere is really a sort of a big push for a lot of customers. And uh, you, you, you have a couple of um, implements and um, to use with the tractor. Do you see that range growing? Uh, so we don't actually have a specific range for our tractor. I mean, we, we as Recent Agriculture distribute a number of product lines. So uh, there's no restrictions in what the electric tractor can do compared to an equivalent diesel. So, um, you know, there's no product specifically for that one, Chris. Um, you know, if you wanted to put a sweeper from uh, another manufacturer on the back, you could do so. Uh, as I say, it's, it's more, uh, you know, electric would do exactly the same as what a diesel would do. Do you see any opportunity within the local authority market, particularly in the noise aspect of it? Yeah, definitely. Um, we, we had uh, actually a big uh, contractor uh, contact us on Monday uh, who have a number of large contracts with municipalities across the country who are looking at just that, you know, the noise and equally the vibration as well, Chris. Yes, absolutely. Um, and as far as you're going to sell them, you've already got a, a turf care division selling into golf and sports grounds and handling the Toro range uh, and also the TYM uh, compact tractor range. Are you going to keep those separately? We are. So at the beginning of the year, when we launched Farm Track, we also launched the brand Resync Agriculture. Uh, and that is separate to our turf care activities. It's sold through a separate sales channel and a separate dealer network. And, oh, good. Well, look, I mean, we're roughly, as you say, it's 25 horsepower, this particular tractor. And I think everybody uh, is expecting that gradually there will be an incremental uh, rise in the size and power of these tractors. Where do you think uh, that this tractor, which I understand is, is part of the Escorts range made in India, what's the next step up, do you think? Uh, that's really difficult to say at this moment in time. I mean, we are looking at other uh, 
horsepower categories. Uh, quite where we're jumped to next, I'm not entirely sure, but um, I'd like to think there's probably something like a 50 horsepower uh, jump up from the from where we are currently uh, possible, maybe within the next few years. Uh, well, to 75 horsepower-ish sort of thing, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, Steve, look, that, thank you ever so much for your for, for your time and, and, and just putting a little bit of flesh on uh, on that BBC Countryfile programme. It was most interesting and entertaining. Um, we know how fast it goes on concrete now, but uh, there we go. Well, thanks ever so much indeed. Thank you. No problem at all. So that's where we are at the moment, all of which feeds into the wider debate about climate change and the control of emissions. The National Farmers Union has set a target of net zero greenhouse gases emissions for the farming sector by 2040, 10 years before the government's own target of 2050. Now, emissions from farms come from a variety of sources, including emissions from tractors and machinery. And manufacturers in the agricultural machinery sector, indeed the industry as a whole, appear to believe that going electric is the way forward, but that it will be a slow process. There are still countless obstacles, many of which come down to battery technology, the weight, the runtime, and of course the cost. At the moment, electric tractors are expensive compared with a tra diesel tractor. That The farm track that you've just seen in, in the Country Farm Programme costs 21000 and that's probably £8,000 more than a similar diesel-powered tractor. The other issue is weight. It's widely recognised tractors no longer have to be bigger, faster and heavier. The detrimental effect on soil quality has been proven. The quest is for lighter, more agile tractors, still capable of a high work rate, particularly in large-scale farming operations. And it's a challenge that is facing R&D departments throughout the agritech sector. On the plus side, of course, farmers are ideally placed to produce electrical power, either through extensive solar panels on farm buildings, from anaerobic digesters producing biogas, which can be turned into electricity, or by wind turbines. And all the manufacturers say that the battery units can actually be removed and used in the farm's general power supply when not used in the tractor. Oh, if only you could use a hefty six-cylinder engine from that expensive combine when it's not used for ten, ten months of the year. All of which feeds into the economic argument, given that a large combine can get through 80 litres of diesel an hour or a large tractor 60 litres an hour, which is expensive even at red diesel prices. Now, all the electric tractors currently available on the market, or likely to be soon, fall into the compact tractor sector. Ideal runarounds which can operate mowers, light drills or sweepers. But if the market is to expand, engineers have to find a way of massively scaling up the technology to power tractors in the 250 horsepower range. There seems to be no debate that electric powered vehicles for pleasure or for work applications have to be the future. Electric cars are still in their infancy limited by range restric restrictions, cost and widespread availability of charging points. But where there is a real electric vehicle revolution going on, it is in public transport, particularly buses. A Bloomberg report published in 2018 said of, of the 3 million buses in use worldwide, 385,000 were electric and the vast majority of those were in China. 
Since then, the rest of the world has been catching up, and another recent report said that there were 4,000 electric buses in use in Europe, the leader being Holland, where 10% of its fleet were electric. All the major manufacturers, including Volvo, MAN, Mercedes and Scania, and a number of specialist bus manufacturers, are ramping up production, including, interestingly, Hulis, if I pronounce that right, owned by CNH Industrial. Even in my hometown of Salisbury, we've just taken delivery of four electric buses for the park and ride network, a first for our region, and Transport for London has committed itself that all buses in the capital will be electric by 2037. But running buses with dedicated garages, timetables and charging resources are not designed for running across open fields, pulling a six furrow plough or an eight metre cultivator. But if we move nearer to the agricultural market, construction companies are starting to introduce electric models. There have been hybrid models on the market from the lights of Komatsu and Takuchi. And two years ago, JCB launched a fully electric e-tech digger. At the Con Expo show in Las Vegas earlier this year, Case unveiled its new fully electric backhoe loader, claimed as the world's first, powered by a 480-volt, 90-kilowatt-an-hour lithium battery. Nor is this a concept machine. Two have already been sold to utility companies in the US and go into use this year, with more to follow as production is ramped up. So where are we in the farming sector now? Steve Haynes mentioned an electric tractor currently on the market, and he was probably referring to the Fend E100 67-horsepower tractor, a limited number of which have been made and are in use by selected farmers. All manufacturers are dipping their toe in the water. At the last Agritechnica show, John Deere set out its vision for the future, which revolved around electrification of tractors and machinery, AI and automation for robots. Furthermore, it wrapped up all these ideas into a strange concept machine called the Joker, a fully autonomous electric tractor with articulated steering and single-tracked axle. However, they said, this is unlikely to see the light of day for at least 10 years. They also added, we do see electrification as the key enabling technology. Whilst 20 years ago we placed our bets on hydrogen fuel cells in the short term, we now believe that fuel cells as well as biogas or methane-powered tractors will be too limiting and will not reduce the CO2 footprint with the big steps that society wishes to see. John Deere have been in this arena for some while. Back in 2008, they floated out the idea of electrification of implements in their 7530E concept tractor. That was followed by the CSAM tractor, and more recent, the Gridiron project, with an autonomous tractor being powered by a 1,000-metre cable. So, it is likely that we will see a gradual introduction of electric-powered tractors. But the step up to the 250-horsepower bracket will be a real challenge, and it is likely that at that level, tractors will have to utilise hybrid power technology. But there will be many applications that will welcome electrification. Think of the advantage of small electric tractors in vineyards, completely protecting the vines from harmful emissions. 
So I'll give the last word to Robert Llewellyn, who will give uh, a noise or lack of demonstration of the tractor that he showed on the Countryfile programme. But what it's proven today, it, beyond all shadow of a doubt, it's not just me saying this, Adam, proper farmer, drives tractors all the time, he absolutely loves this thing. It's so much quieter than uh, a diesel tractor. There are, by definition, kind of big, noisy industrial machines. They're not kind of domestic machines. I mean, I'll turn it on now. Now it's on. There you go. That's, oh, it's deafening. It's deafening. Now, it does have a steering pump. So that's, that's the pump that drives the, um, the power steering. So, and I put it into drive now, it's in drive now, and if I go like that, it starts to move. That's, it's as easy as that, you know. It is very, very easy to use. Uh, the annoying thing I found is when you're in reverse, you've got the proper industrial reverse noise. That's kind of annoying. So there you are, a quick trawl through the first of the commercially available electric tractors and I know that we'll be hearing a lot more in the coming months and years about this particular technology. I'm Chris Biddle, thanks for joining me and this is Inside AgriTurf.